Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with myself Lauren and me Graham and we are on episode 17 of our football podcast. We've got lots that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be looking at English football leagues, fiercest derbies, the most famous derbies, rivals that we've seen. Yeah, we've got a lot to be talking about. We picked five derbies each that naturally spring to our mind when we think of footballing derbies. I suppose before we get into it, what makes a derby itself really is the location, isn't it? Well, it starts with the location. There's a couple that are, I mean, my first one, they're not exactly neighbours, close neighbours, but sometimes it's very close neighbours, sometimes it's a bit of distance, but mostly it's an intense, passionate rivalry. So who are you going to kick off with your first derby? So I'll kick off with uh, the East Anglian Derby is Norwich versus Ipswich, Norfolk versus Suffolk and you've heard of the old firm derby, Celtic and Rangers in Scotland, they call it the old farm derby. (laughs) Quite an intense rivalry I think uh, because obviously there's only one team, big team, league team in Norfolk and one in Suffolk so Mm. they represent the county as much as they represent the towns and cities so there's a 40 mile gap between them so it's not the closest in terms of rivalries, positioning-wise, but uh, yeah, they're real rivalry. 148 matches, so they've been going on for a long time. 60 wins for Ipswich, 58 for Norwich, so a real sort of close rivalry. First match was in 1902, uh, and the first professional derby was in 1939. It's now over 10 years since Ipswich won the derby. Former referee, Keith Hackett, remember Keith Hackett as a referee, good referee, called uh, the Norfolk and Suffolk East Anglian Derby as the most aggressive derby atmosphere he ever refereed in. Oh, wow, okay. And that was at Carrow Road. So, yeah, he said it was like the players were coming out for a boxing match, not for a football (laughs) match. Regularly in the same division, that's why they managed to play so many times, 148 times, because they've been regularly in the same division. 2014-15, interestingly, they had four derbies in that season, so they were in the same division. The reason they played four times, they played in the promotion playoffs, which of course is two-legged. In the league, Norwich won 1-0 and 2-0. And in the playoffs, it was 1-1 and 3-1 to Norwich. So they're headed off to Wembley. Highest scorer in derbies, John Walk. I remember him, John Walk, good Scottish player. Nine goals he scored in the East Anglian derby. And the most recent was February 2019, when Norwich won 3-0 at Carrow Road. So yeah, an interesting, I've never been to either Carrow Road or Portnum Road. Two smallish grounds and two teams who've got a very good rivalry. I guess they've gone in different directions, of course, last couple of years. So, although the way they're going, potentially they could be playing again next season yeah, if we do ever get to finish know. the season. So. so, there you go. That's my first, the East Anglian Old Farm Derby. So, your first derby were quite far apart, actually, in terms of miles between the two grounds. I have gone for the North London Derby, of course, Arsenal versus Tottenham. So the two stadiums are only four miles apart, head-to-head-wise in the league. Arsenal tip it 66 wins, Spurs have had 52 wins, and they've drawn 47 times. Quite a few famous faces have actually gone from Arsenal to Tottenham. David Bentley, do you remember him? He used to play for Blackburn Rovers. Yeah. Uh, William Gallas, Emmanuel Adebayor, just to name a few. And then again, quite a few have actually gone from Tottenham to Arsenal. Pat Jennings, goalkeeper. He moved across and Sol Campbell, again, several others. Some notable matches, I found this quite interesting, that Arsenal won the league at White Hart Lane two times in 1971 and in 2004. 
And obviously 2004 season was the invincible season. So Arsenal won that season, obviously, without a defeat at White Hart Lane. It was 2-2. Perez and Vieira got goals. And uh, Jamie Redknapp and Robbie Keane got goals for Tottenham as well. So that must have been quite an atmosphere. Arsenal winning the unbeatable season at White Hart Lane. But then also Tottenham beat them 3-1 in the semi-final of the 1999 FA Cup, which they ended up winning that year. Top goal scorers in the North London derby, Bobby Smith and Adebayor, they both played for both clubs, like I said, and Harry Kane as well with 10 goals each. And I'd say that supporters have cultivated quite a lively but largely friendly, perhaps, sense of competitiveness between each other. But it's quite interesting when I was reading, supposedly Arsenal fans created a tongue-in-cheek day, a celebration for when it was mathematically impossible for Tottenham to finish above them in the league, and they called it St. Totteringham's Day. But they did that back in the early 2000s. Back then, I think Arsenal very much dominated the derby, normally back in the early 2000s, but... It's definitely shifted the momentum, I say, between the two clubs these days. Yeah, very even, I think, these days. You never know who's going to win out of Tottenham Arsenal. But yeah, very good rivals, two big grounds, two modern grounds and proper modern football derbies now, I imagine. Okay, so my second one is what they call the Second City Derby. So that's Birmingham versus Aston Villa. So two grounds I've been to, actually. Aston Villa, Villa Park. Talked about that last week, a really impressive stadium. And then St Andrews I went to, probably the early 80s, I think, at St Andrews. So the second city derby, those two grounds, less than two and a half miles apart. This was first played in 1879. And the biggest clash on record between the two teams was actually the League Cup final back in 1963. And interestingly, in those days, it was a two-legged affair, so one game at home each, and Birmingham won uh, 3-1 on aggregate to win their first ever domestic honour, so beating their big rivals, that was interesting. In 2002, Birmingham promoted to the Premier League, and it was the first league derby for 15 years. It's quite surprising. Birmingham did the double, 3-0 and 2-0. Interesting bit of controversy, Alex McLeish, famous manager, they moved from Birmingham to Villa. It was the first time in history that a manager had moved from one club to, to really? the. Really? Oh gosh! Created a lot of uh, a That's lot of ill, risky. A lot of ill feeling. He only lasted one season. I think I remember actually. Only lasted one season. It was a bit doomed. Yeah, he got some stick for that. The latest match, March two thousand and nineteen, fan came on the pitch and punched Grealish. Of yeah, course, I which just that. shows gosh. how uh, how daft people get at these matches. In the total matches, Villa have won 57, Birmingham 38, and there's been 38 draws. Quite a lot of players have played for both clubs, Craig Gardner, Curtis Davis. One I remember very well, I said Des Bremner, who was a very good uh, midfield player, and he played lots for both, 174 games for Villa, 168 games for Birmingham. Good example of a real sort of local rivalry. Villa versus Birmingham, the second city derby. Again, another local derby, East Lancashire derby, a.k.a. the Cotton Mills derby, a nickname because both were former Mills town. Of course, Blackburn Rovers against Burnley. Two Lancashire towns lie just 11 miles apart, with Accrington Stanley actually positioned in between the two towns. Head-to-head in the Football League and Premier League. So Blackburn currently just still have 38 wins, just ahead of them, Burnley 36 wins, and they've drawn 16 times. 
The Burnley player with the most appearances in a Derby's goalkeeper, Jerry Dawson, 19 appearances. And exactly the same for Blackburn players, Ronnie Clayton. We are talking about the grounds last week. One of the stands is named the Ronnie Clayton stand, isn't it? That's right, yeah. And back in 2012-13 season, all results were 1-1 when they played each other, which is quite interesting. And the last fixture between the sides, championship match back in March 2016 at Turf Moor, 1-0 to Burnley. Andre Gray penalty. I didn't, I didn't realise Andre Gray played for Burnley. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Blackburn haven't beaten them in the last seven derbies. So the last time they beat Burnley was back in 2010 in the Premier League, 1-0 thanks to a goal from David Dunn. Apparently, back when Blackburn were relegated in 2012, I think it was during a Blackburn versus Wigan match, Burnley fans hired a playing with the message, in Venkies we trust. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Um, So I think in terms of both clubs, they've both had quite an illustrious career in football, but obviously Burnley now in the Premier League, Blackburn dropped down to League One and then back up to the Championship. When do you reckon will be the next time they face each other again? I'm not sure, maybe in the Cup, if they get drawn in the Cup, we're always hoping and praying they do. I think it's interesting because they they have sort of swung from one yeah. to other. When one's doing really well, the other one seems to go down. It just, it's not often they're in the same division because they tend to follow each other up and down. It's a bit interesting, really. But I did one Blackburn Burnley derby. I think that must have been probably late 70s, and that was at Turf Moor, 3 2 to Blackburn, I think. I need to research it, but I think yeah. it was 3 2 to Blackburn what you'd call a very lively atmosphere. I was going to say, what would the atmosphere be like in derbies back in the 70s? Just a real sort of powder keg. And I think it rubs off on the players. You see, quite often see players uh, going a bit bonkers as well. But yeah, no, it's very, uh, very atmospheric, that's for sure. Okay, then my next one is the South Coast Derby, also called the Hampshire Derby. And that's Portsmouth versus Southampton. So St Mary's Stadium, I've been to St Mary's Stadium, went to the old Dell as well, actually, two interesting grounds. Never been to Fratton Park, though, which is Portsmouth Stadium, a very old stadium, 19 miles apart. And they've only played 71 times, actually. Mm. Uh, They started in March 1899, back in the early years. Uh, And of the 71 matches, 35 wins for Southampton, 21 for Portsmouth Pompey. Interesting because they've not been in the leagues together much. They seem to, a bit like Blackburn and Burnley, they flit around and keep missing each other. Uh, in 2003, they met in the Premiership, and the first time they'd met since the 87-88 season. But it's a real intense derby. Harry Redknapp managed both teams. Oh, of course, yeah. And so did Alan Ball, actually. Uh, a famous clash was in the FA Cup at St Mary's 2010. Portsmouth won 4-1. And they went on to reach the FA Cup final that year. The last match was uh, September 19, League Cup. Danny Ings got a couple and Portsmouth lost 4-0 at home to Southampton. So, Gosh. But they've got huge pride, huge passion, really passionate fans. And when those two get together, it's a really interesting clash. So yeah, Portsmouth versus Southampton, the South Coast Hampshire Derby. So probably arguably one of the most famous derbies that I've gone for, of course, the Merseyside Derby. Everton against Liverpool. This is definitely the longest running top flight derby in England and it has been played continuously since 1962-63 season. So Goodison and Anfield, they're within a mile of each other 
And I was saying the other day, I love how when we're watching, it might be a live football match in the evenings from Anfield and they do an aerial shot and you can literally see Goodison just perching in the corner. They're so close together. The rivalry has seen more red cards given than any other game since the start of the Premier League. So 21 red cards have been seen in Everton against Liverpool matches. 14 of them go to Everton and seven red cards went to Liverpool. Steven Gerrard's actually had two red cards playing against Everton back in the 1999-2000 season, 2005-06 season. Head-to-head-wise, Liverpool in the Premier League have beaten Everton 24 times. Everton have only won nine times and they've drawn 22 times. So back, some memorable moments back in March 2006 when Liverpool won 3-1 and um, Steven Gerrard got two yellow cards in 40 seconds. And then back in 2013, there was a really good match where it was 3-3 at Goodison Park. I suppose it's a case of if you're born in Liverpool, you support one or t'other, right? Yeah, or Tranmere if you're born oh, right. slightly further away, but they get small crowds either way. Liverpool or uh, Everton is, the, is absolutely the main thing. And I suppose you could say that it's been quite one-sided. I mean, the statistics say the fact that Liverpool won 24 times to Everton winning nine times, but it still means it's a really big, fierce derby. So Everton versus Liverpool, a massive derby. Very good. And so my next one is a couple of Welsh teams in the uh, English league. So Cardiff versus Swansea. Real hard-fought derby the last few years. I've been to both grounds, so Cardiff City Stadium. It's a great atmosphere there, actually. Very passionate Welsh fans there. Went there watching Blackburn. And same at Swansea Liberty Stadium. Not quite as atmospheric, a bit more of a modern stadium just out of town. But two real good grounds. The first meeting was 1912 and first derby after the war in 1949. 57,000 people there, so there's been some big crowds. 1980s, 90s, for whatever reason, the crowd started to get a bit boisterous, let's say. And it became the first fixture in Britain to ban away fans. So playing behind closed, well, playing but no away fans allowed in. So that was back in the 80s, 90s. In 2013, they met for the first time in the Premier League. They played more than 100 games. The most recent derby played at midday, like a lot of them are these days. It was 12th of January this year at EFL. 12 noon kickoff, a nil-nil match, but there were six yellow cards. Back to the old feisty derby, 28,000 fans. Some lively clashes and the match in December 93 was delayed by 40 minutes because of crowd trouble and famously there's stories of fans being chased into the sea after one of them. Oh my God. So yeah, it's become, become one, of the, uh, one of the notorious big derbies. But two teams who, again, they followed each other around up and down a bit, but yeah, they managed to play uh, over 100 matches. So yeah, really they've, interesting. They've been in the league, I suppose, both in, like you say, kind of like um, Villa Birmingham, a bit up and down. Yeah. Um, but they've faced each other quite a few times, eh? So 109 times in total, actually. Swansea, 36 wins. But Cardiff just uh, nudging forward with 44 wins. Next derby that I've gone for is the Tyne Weir derby. The North East derby, of course, Newcastle against Sunderland. And this rivalry apparently goes all the way back to the English Civil War. It's very much linked with that. Uh, Both sides have won on 53 occasions while sharing 50 draws. 
and their most recent meeting, Newcastle Sunderland, was March 2016 in the Premier League at St. James's Park, where it was a 1-1 draw where Defoe and Mitrovic got the goals. Some kind of just bizarre moments that I picked out in January 2011 in the Premier League. It was that stadium of light. They faced one another and apparently a 17-year-old Sunderland fan ran onto the pitch and starts pushing over the Newcastle goalkeeper, Steve Harper. I do feel sorry for actually goalkeepers when it comes to derbies because they're kind of just stranded on their own. And if you're in the end with the home supporters in your face, that must be something else really. Some quotes from Stephen Taylor, defender back in 2012 for Newcastle. He famously said that he would rather go collect stamps than stick on that shirt when he was talking about playing Sunderland. So that very much built up. A lot of these derbies, some people will try and just get it going even more. And I think that was a quote that definitely rubbed up the Sunderland fans and players the wrong way. But like you're saying with Swansea and Cardiff, like a lot of these derbies, again, really fierce, hard-fought match that goes back a long, long way. A lot of history behind that match, it seems. Yeah, real, again, Newcastle and Sunderland, both those north uh, northeastern teams, really passionate and big crowds every time and some uh, some cracking matches between them. Like I said, last time they faced each other was 2016. Quite a lot of these derbies, actually, like talking about Blackburn Burnley, it's been quite a while since they've all faced each other. Do you think that kind of just brings out the emotion more when they play each other? Or would you rather just have a derby that you knew pretty much every year they're going to face each other? No, I think the ones that don't play very often, let's say Portsmouth, Southampton before, they're two teams, mm. three divisions or two divisions apart at the moment. And when they get the chance to play each other, it's brilliant for the fans. <laughs> So you're going to go for your last one, your last derby. Yeah, so my last derby, and I could have gone, there's others I could have gone for. What I was tempted to go for, actually, was the Nottingham derby, Forest and County. Uh, I didn't because it's not, it doesn't strike me as one that's been played very often or very passionate. But what is interesting, having been to both stadiums, is that they literally must be yards apart. As you go to these stadiums, they're on the opposite sides of the Trent. And you've also got the cricket ground, Trent Bridge there as well. So it's a real fascinating mixture in Nottingham not often they play each other these days but again very interesting uh, but I didn't go for that I went for Sheffield Steel City Derby Sheffield United Sheffield Wednesday again two grounds I've been to they've met 131 times Sheffield United have won 46 very close actually Sheffield Wednesday have won 42 last played on the 4th of March 2019 0-0 at Hillsborough they first met in 1890 most meetings have been in the top two divisions only two seasons where it hasn't been, 79-80, 2011-12. Other than that, they've all been in the top two divisions. Alan Quinn, he scored for both teams in derby matches. Uh, and the most famous match, 1951, Bramall Lane. Sheffield United won 7-3 in front of 51,000. Another famous match was the Boxing Day Massacre, they call it. Oh 1979, uh, where Wednesday won 4-0. And at that point, Sheffield United were top of the league and Wednesday were fourth. Uh, United went on to sort of drift out. Actually, interesting because Wednesday became a bigger team than United. In fact, I'd forgotten United went down to the old fourth division. Mm-hmm. And then they've got themselves all the way back up, of course, now and they're fighting for a European place. So a real change in uh, fortunes for those two teams. 
Interestingly, I've managed to dig out my old, uh, for all these derbies actually, I managed to find my old Rothmans Football League it's book. It's falling apart, by the falling way. Falling apart, but it's brilliant. 1971, 1972, cost a pound. <laughs> and I've been reading it for, what, 50 years nearly now? And it's been brilliant reading that, actually looking at some of the derbies. And interesting, the five derbies I've picked, the only one that would have been a derby in 1971-72 would have been the uh, Steel City derby. That's the old second division, tier two. Sheffield United finished second and were promoted and Sheffield Wednesday finished 15th. Above Blackburn who got relegated actually that season. So that was uh, interesting. Bromwell then in October, 3-2 to Sheffield United, 39,000. And a 0-0 draw at Hillsborough on the 12th of April, 47,000 people. Like I said, the rest of the teams in the ones I've picked, none of those would have played each other that year. So that's quite interesting. So my last derby that I've gone for, arguably considered the most famous fixture in English football, the North West derby, Man United versus Liverpool. It's got the second highest red card out of all the derbies behind, like I said, Everton and Liverpool with 16 red cards seen. And um, the rivalry has been fueled by the proximity of the two major cities. So they're 35 miles apart. Got historic economic and industrial rivalry as well. And each club can claim historical supremacy over the other. So obviously United for their 20 league titles to Liverpool's 18. They were obviously all in the first division. So in terms of trophies won overall, Man United leads 66 to 63. And there's been a lot of notable matches and player rivalry. Stephen Jared, for example, he took a film crew on tour of his home. This was a fair few years back and he showed off a collection of football shirts that he had swapped with opposing players and he pointed out that there were no Man U shirts and he would never have one in his house, which as you can imagine wound up everybody. And then David James, he noted on England trips that the Liverpool lads would eat on one table and the United boys would eat on the other. And um, only nine players have directly transferred from one club to the other. And that was back in 1964. You'd be a very brave person to go straight from Man U to Liverpool, vice versa. Some notable matches that I've picked out. Back in 1995, when Cantona made his comeback after serving his eight-month suspension. That's for the Kung Fu kick, I presume, on the Crystal Palace fan. His comeback game was actually against Liverpool in the Premier League at Old Trafford. And United took an early lead through a Nicky Buck goal. But then Robbie Fowler came back and scored twice. And in the end, United were awarded a penalty, 71st minute, and obviously, who comes up and converts the penalty? It was obviously Cantona after his uh, suspension. So um, that was a 2-2 draw. There were so many of the matches I could have picked out. Quite interestingly, Nemanja Vidic, who we mentioned in our Defenders episode, he's responsible for four sendings off, most famously when he elbowed Alonso in the face. That was in 2008 when Liverpool won 2-1. Back in 2015, I was watching the highlights of this at Anfield. Gerard comes on at half-time for Lalana, and after 38 seconds he got a straight red card for stamping on under Herrera he came on like a mad one absolutely ridiculous he did an okay tackle and then he just went flying in and then he left the studs in and got a straight red card and then Man U won that after a brace on Mata head to head in the league Man United have 68 wins Liverpool 57 and they've drawn 49 times notably we haven't mentioned Man U Man City why is it that Man U Liverpool theoretically I think it is a fiercer derby isn't it the Man U Man City I think just that rivalry they've both won lots at different times so I think that dominant let's say the northwest two northwest teams when one's dominant the other one's sort of really uh, desperate to try and beat them so yeah really interesting actually so we've gone through our 10 derbies if as a neutral if you were to go to one of those derbies once the lockdown's finished if you have the opportunity to go to one of those derbies which would you say would be your one that you wanted to go to? 
Tricky Norwich one. Ipswich. I'd what? like to go to Norwich. I've never been to either of those grounds. Small stadiums, not small clubs, but smaller clubs. And I think it'd just be a real, as uh, Keith Hackett said, the most aggressive derby atmosphere mm. he'd ever witnessed. Okay. Um, it's tricky for me. I-, I would really like to see Man U versus Liverpool, I've got to say. The class of the players that they've both got would be a fantastic watch. So for me, it'd be Man U Liverpool. But those are the top 10 we've picked. Like I said, we could have had Man U Man City. We did leave that out. And uh, Millwall West Ham, we could have had that, couldn't we? Yeah, the, some of those London ones, they blur a bit. So whether it's Millwall, Chelsea, Chelsea West Ham, mm. some of those uh, London ones tend to blur into each other sometimes. Right, Barnet of the Week. This is where we look back at some of our favourite Barnets that are featured from some famous footballers. And you go, I don't know who you've picked this week. Uh, not, it's not a dramatic one. I've gone for everybody's favourite, Ari Redknapp, who managed uh, Bournemouth and Southampton. One of the rivalry derbies that I picked, the South Coast derby, Hampshire derby. No, he's never had spectacular, certainly never wore Alice Band, that's for sure. <laughs> but he's had a bit, of a bit of a bushy sort of Barnet and... Neat and tidy sometimes. I bumped into him. I lived and worked in pool for a while. Bumped into him there and hair very well kept. Oh. So he's, yeah, no, he's, yeah, I think he is. I think he should get it. Been in the jungle as well. I so was about to say, I didn't kept notice. It, kept under control when he was with all the jungle colleagues. So, yeah, God bless him. We'll give it to Ari Redknapp. He's up there with Roy Hodgson for me in terms of Barnett. I love the two of them. Okay, a little bit different, actually. I've gone for 36-year-old striker. He played for Arsenal. Tottenham, Man City, Crystal Palace. I didn't realise he still plays for a Paraguayan club, Olympia. I've gone for Emmanuel Adebayor. He's had a lot of different hairstyles. He's played for a lot of different clubs. Bit of a culture icon, actually, I'd say, for a lot of footballing clubs in the UK. He's had top knot. Right now, I've done a little stalk on social media. He's got really long, like braided locks with a lovely top knot. And um, he is looking in shape. This is a bit further back. I saw him drinking, drinking from coconut shells. You know, 36 years old. He's still going, still scoring lots of goals. And with that, he's maintained his lovely hair. <laughs> That's all for this week of episode 17 of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. We really enjoyed looking back at some of our favourite derbies in English Football League. Now, next week, slightly different because we are an all family affair podcast, father and daughter. We decided we're going to look at some of the footballing family relations, some of the best footballers, and uh, they spread it on throughout the family. It might be a manager, it might be father and son, it might be brothers. So we'll be back then. Stay safe, stay positive, and we'll see you then. <laughs>